This is Allison Janney. This is Matt Balmer. This is Donna Murphy. This is Jesse Tyler Ferguson. I'm Octavia Spencer. This is Ben Platt, and you're listening to Little Known Facts Podcast with my favorite person on the planet, Alana Levine. A-OK. Welcome to Little Known Facts, a podcast where you will hear unfiltered, raw, honest, and uniquely funny interviews with artists you love as they talk about the art they love to make. I'm your host, Ilana Levine. If you know me, you know how obsessed I am with live performance. To me, nothing replaces being in a theater and the lights going down and the orchestra starts to play and that first moment of magic. And I know the way I feel about theater, some people feel about sports or opera or dance or comedy or food. And what if there was a place that you could go and find out which live events are going on near you that night? And then for a discount price, you can get off your couch, put down that clicker, and experience the magic that is live performance. Well, there is a place, goldstar.com. You just go to that website, you type in your city, and every amazing live event will be listed at discount prices. Theater, dance, comedy, film, food, concerts, sports. No more staying home. You are going to go out and build memories and experiences that expand your mind and heart through live performance with GoldStar.com. GoldStar is in 26 cities around the country, with over 8 million members already signed up to find out what event is going on near you. So go to GoldStar.com. Get out of your house and build memories that are magic for you and your family. Expand your mind, expand your hearts. Go see live performance by using goldstar.com. Tell them Alana sent you. Hey, I heard you needed inspiration. He's Alana and friends with some revelations. Little known back to the day. Every little thing's gonna be A-OK. Every once in a while, something happens to our culture where a piece of art becomes the zeitgeist, the nucleus of things that are really important and necessary today. It is of the moment. That, my friends, is the new musical about to open in New York City called Be More Chill. This show had a production a couple of years ago, and a cast recording was made. That cast recording ended up being downloaded a gazillion times, like one zillion, gazillion, billion times. And from that cast recording, a love and an obsession with the talented, creative, brilliant geniuses behind this show, from Jennifer Ashley Tepper to Joe Iconis to George Salazar and Lauren Marcus, who are here today, and many others who are part of this unbelievably unique musical experience. And the idea that we get to have a sneak preview today, well, nothing could bring me more joy. So please welcome the family of Be More Chill to the podcast. Oh my God. I cannot believe, first of all, for me, I know how exciting it is for you guys, but that I am for like one second part of the Be More Chill family is the best feeling I could possibly imagine. 
Before we get into our live podcast today, I have a couple of thank yous to say. Obviously, thank you to this extraordinary panel for joining me today. I also want to thank John Zaitun, without whom this would not have happened. To Mark Kaplan and everyone at Subculture, you have welcomed us with open arms with literally four days to make this happen, so God bless you. And mostly, I'm sure most of you are here, not only because you love Be More Chill, but Every Town is an organization that is out there every day fighting for gun control in America for all of us, boots on the ground. And every dollar spent today to be here is going to support Every Town. And without you, I couldn't be sending a check. So thank you so much, and here's to... Here's to our not having to do fundraisers for every town in the very near future, because that would be a great thing. In the meantime, I start every episode with a little known fact. And this time, rather than giving you the answer, I'm just going to put out a question. And you need to figure it out without being too distracted during the podcast. But two people on this stage are married. And I want you to spend the entire... I want you to spend the entire episode just wondering who that might be. All right? So if you know, don't shout it out. And if you don't know, how fun to kind of think about it for the whole time. Is anyone in the audience married? Yeah. Good. Good for you. Good for you. So for those of you who don't know, and I assume most of you do, the extraordinary, extraordinary thing about Be More Chill is that part of why it is happening is because you demanded it. You heard the music, you loved it, you downloaded it, as I said in my pre-show ramble, one billion gazillion times. We all can sing it backwards and forwards because it has become an anthem for a generation at a time where we've really needed that anthem. And before I get into this, I want you to know that because I love Be More Chill, there are t-shirts and CDs and pins and underwear? No. No. <laughs> Not underwear. We'll see. We'll see. Not at this event. <laughs> no, it's a, yeah, it's the middle of the day. It's a Sunday. Um, it's a 21 and under event. Yeah. And anyway, right there behind that beautiful halo of people are things that you can bring home with you after for just a little bit of money. So I just want to end with that. Jennifer Ashley Tepper, Lauren Marcus, George Salazar, Joe Iconis, I just want you to know who the people are. And I'm Alana Levine, and welcome to Little Known Facts with Alana Levine. Be More Chill started as a YA novel. At some point, that book that my son is like 10 pages away from finishing, and Caleb, I swear to God, if you don't finish that book soon. <laughs> Just 10 pages. At some point, don't, no one say what happens at the end today. How did Joe mm -hmm. go from someone like the rest of us who might have known the book, read the book, to creating the musical of Be More Chill? Um, yeah, so the book was actually given to me uh, by, by Caleb. It's by, <laughs> yes. Thank you. Yes, in a strange time so weird. continuum lapse. Yes. Uh, uh, yeah, no, so the, uh, the book was given to me by my agent um, who had read it, and it wasn't even like a, 
like a professional kind of like, hey, we got the rights to this book. You should adapt it. He just read it and he was like, I think you would love this book. And I, it, sound, it reminds me of you. Uh, you should give it a read and see if it would ever be something that you'd be interested in doing something with. And, uh, and so I read it and uh, it was. It was like a very easy sort of thing, you know? I, um, the, most of the shows that I've written have been things, uh, ideas that have sort of come from me. You know, either uh, an original idea that I've been obsessed with for years or uh, you know a, 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 a pre-existing property that I've always wanted to do something with and so um, Be More Chill is sort of this strange like uh, this strange unique flower in my body of work and that it was handed to me and it was just it just felt so correct you know and it was just like oh yeah and I had known of Ned Vizzini's work um, without having read Be More Chill before He's the author of the book. The author of the book, yeah. And, um, and I uh, was a big fan of Joe Trace, who wrote the, the script to the musical. And, um, and the idea came up that we might write this together. And it was like, oh, yeah, that feels so correct. Uh, Joe loved the book. And so we just kind of did it. And it was, uh, as far as writing musicals go, it was relatively easy. <laughs> you know, well, what was just, the process? It's, um, yeah, so the, um, the process was uh, we both uh, read the book and we came up with all of these moments from the book that we loved, right? So we sort of both separately were like, oh, I really want there to be, you know, like the Halloween party, and I really want there to be the play, and these are the characters we love. And um, and we sort of put those all together, and we talked about the things that we really responded to um, about the book, and then we talked about the things that maybe um, would we thought would work a little better um, in a stage version if they deviated from the book, you know? And we, we felt like the first two-thirds of the book were super strong, and they felt like, oh, yeah, this is, um, we could see how this turns into to a musical, and then the um, the end of the book, or the last Don't third. Don't tell Caleb. Uh, clearly not. No, please, <laughs> Caleb. Caleb would hate me if I spoiled the end. Don't um, listen. But uh, uh, we thought, oh, we we both had ideas about where we could sort of take the end, and you know, and so many people read the book and are so surprised um, by how different the two things are. You know, the characters are the the spirit of the characters, and a lot of the situations are the same, but what happens to them is kind of different, especially at the end. So Jennifer Ashley Tepper, who does so many things uh, in a day, certainly compared to the rest of us and most people on the planet, one of the things she has done is written this, I think there's 700 volumes at this point, of a series of books called The Untold Stories of Broadway. They are fascinating. They are fascinating if you are interested in theater. They're amazing if you're interested in architecture. If you're just interested in stories, community, actors, anything that you're interested in somehow is a part of these volumes. But she also runs a space called 54 Below where you can hear every Broadway person you love sing things that they might not have ever sung before. Coming this fall, she has kind of found, it's like the stolen tapes, it's like the Watergate tapes in a way. Um, Jonathan Larson, who wrote Rent, has all of this music that's never been performed or produced and she has spent Again, one million hours probably, um, researching and cataloging and finding them to create a show that now we're going to get to see of his songs in the fall. And she's also the producer of Be More Chill and a lot of the things that Joe Iconis and his family and friends do. Can you tell us a little bit, for those of us, believe it or not, in this room who might not know Be More Chill but just came because it sounded like a cool thing, what is Be More Chill? What is the story and why do you think it resonates right now? in the way that it does? 
First of all, that was the best introduction I've ever gotten. Thank you, Alana. <laughs> Thanks. Um, and also, I just want to say uh, the Jonathan Larson project that we're doing in the fall, Lauren and George are both in it. Yay! So super excited. Um, my best advice in the whole world is like work with your best friends because it's the best thing ever. Uh, Be More Chill, from the first time that I heard like the first songs that Joe wrote for it, I was obviously just obsessed with it um, because I think it's really about real people. Um, and we all see so many movies and TV and musicals that might be fun, but it feels like, um, you know, the people aren't necessarily real. They're not necessarily like uh, three-dimensional. Um, and the teenagers in the show are weird and none of them are exactly the stereotypes. Like the show ends up turning all of the stereotypes on their head. Um, and if you know the show, you know what I mean. And that's why so many of us like love these characters. So that's one of the reasons I think we really need the show right now and that it's catching on is that it's so relatable to people of all ages who have a lot of layers to them. I agree. Thank you. George Salazar, I saw you in Godspell. I saw you in Percy Jackson and the Lightning Thief. Um, I've seen you for the last 7,000 hours on YouTube. <laughs> and your voice is so singular and beautiful. And what has- Thank you very much. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> it means so much to me. And Go on. <laughs> do you see? Do you see like what an actor does? Like where the actor ends and the character begins? That is what George sounds like in real life. And then you hear like this like beautiful angelic voice on YouTube. How does he? How do you do it? Uh, I don't know. I was hoping you could. Shed I am going to tell you. Um, so, but also, I have had the privilege of seeing you and Joe perform at 54 Below, where my friend Jen Tepper um, curates one unbelievable night after another. I know why I know you, but I want to know how you are part of the Joe Iconis family and how you came to be and be more chill. Well, it all goes back to Jen Tepper, ladies and gentlemen. So, all roads. So, so uh, seven years ago, I was doing the Revival of Godspell on Broadway. And you were in seventh grade. That and is I was, crazy. And I was in seventh grade. Crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Jen was working for Ken Davenport at the time, who was our lead producer. And so she brought Joe to uh, a preview performance of Godspell. And then we were all, we all wound up at a bar. And Jen introduced us. Um, and, uh, and, and then a couple, a couple months later, Joe asked me to do, he does an annual Christmas show, uh, which is incredible. Who's seen it? Who's been? All right. You guys have to come this year. It's so fun. It's, it's the most it's fun insane. ever. There's like a cast of 70 plus people. It's, it's like, even if you don't like Christmas, you will. You'll love Especially Christmas. Especially if you don't, you'll be won over. I'm yeah. so Jewish. I love Christmas yeah. now. <laughs> you can be Jewish and go to the Christmas show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and so we, that's how, that's how it all started. And then, um, uh, Joe was having auditions for, um, uh, production of the black suits. Um, that was going up in LA and I remember going in and it was like one of my favorite auditions that I'd ever done because I brought my cajon in I brought I brought a drum in and I so I it was like a jam sesh with the accompanist um, and Joe while we were decorating for the Christmas show was like you gave such a great audition uh, and it, you know it was like the like you know it just it wasn't the right fit but you were so great and I was like oh thanks so much and then he's like but I'm writing this other musical um, and we're going to be doing a, a workshop of it and I think you'd be like uh, really great in one of the roles um, so just like you know keep your eyes peeled and then that ended up being be more chill 
And so we did, um, we did a couple workshops in the city uh, and then went out to New Jersey and, and did the thing. Red Bank Theater, Two Rivers. Two River. In Red Bank, New Jersey. Yeah. Anyone here from Jersey? Thank you, thank you. I have always wanted to say that, so thank you for <laughs> letting me do that. Did they commission this musical? Were they involved in the originating of this event? They, they did, yeah. You know, Joe Treas and I both had separately uh, done some stuff at Sioux River. Like, I had done some concerts, and Joe had done some, you know, playwriting workshops, things like that. And so when we had this idea, we were like, oh, let's see if Two River Theater will, you know, commission us, which essentially means they, they paid us a little bit of money, and they said, oh, well, you know, we'll host readings and developmental workshops of this thing, and then if we like the thing, then we'll uh, put it on, and that's what, what they did. That is so cool. Yeah. So I'm I, I'm going to do something terrible right now, which <laughs> is answer my own question and take a lot of fun out of this entire event, which is to say that Lauren Marcus and Joe Iconis are actually the married people in the show. <laughs> Yay! Yay! Wouldn't it have been great if George and I revealed our secret marriage today? Like, that would have been amazing. Don't even. Yeah. Don't <laughs> even tease. Um, And I ask that for two reasons. One, obviously, if you've heard the cast recording or if you've ever heard Lauren Marcus sing, there would be no doubt in your mind at all that no one else should play Brooke ever in this musical. No one else really who's a woman should sing anything other than Lauren Marcus. Um, Anything. Anything. But I think about this a lot because I had the great pleasure of meeting my husband because we were working together and it is an incredible thing to get to do and it is also at times a very strange heightened reality for a couple. So I guess I can ask like how did you get into the play because I know (laughs) in a way why you would have known the person involved but what is it like to collaborate and live with the person like you do. First, I want to say I'm so excited that this is the first question because I've been sitting here like nervous. Um, cool, I like talking about yes. this one. Um, so, Joe and I have known each other for uh, 11 years. We met o- 11 years ago, and the, the very first uh, uh, way we met is that I was recommended to be in a reading of his show, The Black Suits. Um, and we met, and I feel like we just kind of hit it off, like, as collaborators, and um, uh, I started to do concerts, and then um, we dated a bit, and then we, I just, I think this is an interesting part of it, because I think it relates. We broke up for three and a half years. I didn't end it round one, is what I'll say. (laughs) Little known fact. Little known fact. But um, we worked together the entire time we were broken up, um, which I do think is unusual for uh, couples <laughs> who are in the theater together. Um, so what was great is I was kind of like, wow, he must like really like me as a performer <laughs> if, if it's really awkward for everyone in this theater. <laughs> like, it was bad. Like, there would be, ugh, it was bad some days. Many uh, tears. Many tears. Joe's, Joe's, Joe's tears, crying sure. in the corner. <laughs> And so, honestly, what was funny about that is it really did solidify in my mind. It's like, oh, the, the, we just like working together. We really respect what the other person does. So then, back together several years later, and um, you know, I'd been hearing him write this show for probably about a year. Like, I'd hear songs here and there, um, and I loved it. And I wasn't about to be like, I really want to be in it. I think it'd be great. <laughs> 
But you're like, I will get back together with you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I will be in yeah. your musical. Yeah, that's all. I'm not saying anything <gasps> else. I'll maybe play Brooke. Let me see how that goes. Um, but when I was asked to be a part of it, I was so excited because I also know that um, he wouldn't, you know, ask if he didn't think I'd be great in it. Side note, I actually played Christine in the first reading of the show. And I think that everyone kind of felt like, oh, like, this is cool, but like... Brooke is the character that I think I, I should be playing and I would be playing if it was a different, a different show, although I don't think that exact character would exist in a different show. So anyway, move there. And then to get, to get to work on such a great show with a cast of people and a company of people that you love with your husband there in that room that you, uh, you aren't broken up with, so everything's happy. <laughs> it's like a dream come true. It, it doesn't feel real. And it's so um, exciting to spend a day in a rehearsal, which I know like none of us, like that's our favorite dream for a day. And then to get to go home and talk about all the things that happened in rehearsal <laughs> is so fun. Um, that was a really, really long answer to it that question. It could have gone on for 10 more minutes and I would not be fully satiated. <laughs> I don't so even know if is, I answered the question. I, think I would say, by a show of hands, would you agree that Lauren's main response is, it's good? <laughs> yeah. It's really good. It's really, really good. Also, side note, Will Rowland, who I saw in the black suits at the Great Barrington Theater production many years ago with Ben Platt. Yeah who is finishing his role as Jared in Dear Evan Hansen, uh, will also be joining you guys, yeah. which is really amazing. Yeah. Very cool. So cool. Yep. So you said earlier, uh, working with people you love, um, Jen Tepper, I believe you said that, certainly like, but also love, is kind of a great thing. And how have you managed over and over again to keep this family, which morphs and extends mm -hmm. and, and into all different ways. Um, how do you get to do that? Um, you know, everyone always says like, I wish I could cast you, but they won't let me cast. But I'm like, so <laughs> is that not true? It's, <laughs> <laughs> it, it is true. You know, it just, it, it, I think it just takes, um, it just, it, it 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 takes uh it 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 takes work you know it's it's not always easy to cast who you want to cast in shows regardless of whether you you know know the actor personally or not or if you're just a fan um, it takes it takes work and it takes like standing up to people sometimes but for me I uh, I would lay down on train tracks for any actor that I've ever worked with that I've ever had being something whether it's someone uh, who I'm great friends with or someone who I'm married to or someone who I've never met before in my life um, and so for me it's really easy to stand up for someone you know it's like I, I never I've never had someone be in a show of mine because I'm like oh this person is you know sparkly or like oh this person will you know sell X amount of tickets um, I, I really I think that you should try to make art with people who you believe in as people and, and, and artists, uh, period. And so for me, that's like, um, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> thanks, guys. Uh, so for me, it's easy to like stand up for folks, but also I do all of this concert work where it's really uh, it's up to me, you know. And it's kind of like a, it's like a like a rock band, like the world's biggest rock band, you know, where the lineup kind of always changes. Um, and I'm at the center of it, and so I can have whoever the hell I want sing my songs. And um, most of the time, or all of the time, those people are really amazing. And so then, it's you know, it only it only helps everyone, right? And I I like to think that I. 
uh, I'm giving actors in musical theater material that maybe allows them to sink their teeth into things a little bit more than they might otherwise. You know, I, I think I think it's my job as a writer to give actors really great stuff to do. I don't want to waste anybody. I don't want to waste anyone's time or talent or anything. Um, and then in return, I feel like actors uh, just, you know, not even in the, the personal way, in a professional way, they like working with me and they like doing it. And so they'll like hang around, you know, and, and it's um, as far as actors that I work with time and time again, it's so many people who, um, you know, a lot of these people have, are, are very credentialed and have, have done a million Broadway shows. A lot of these people have done no Broadway shows and don't have a lot of credits. And some of the people are like legend, you know, it's like Betty Buckley is like, has really enjoyed working with me quite a bit um, or Annie Golden and like people like that. It's like, you know, I didn't like go to high school with Annie Golden, but um, she's an actor who I met who was like, oh, I dig what you do and I dig what she does. And, you know, it's just easy to like hang around and. And, and do it all together. I'll also say Joe Iconis is the most loyal person that I have ever known in my life or will know. And everyone in our family is also very like loyal. And I consider myself very loyal. And it's all about like the long term and the long game. And like you can tell from some of the things that have even been said today. It's like George, George auditioned for something and he didn't necessarily get it. And Joe was like, come be in my next show. Um, and you know, I was listening recently to the amazing reading where Lauren's playing Christine and Be More Chill. And Will Rowland was actually Michael in one of those readings. And I was listening to that. And then he didn't end up doing it in New Jersey. And now he's doing it now and you know Jason Tam was in the black suits and now he's coming to join us this summer um, so it's all about kind of when you're not in something you're still part of it anyway and it's not necessarily about um, you know being in each thing but we all support each other throughout all of it and it's again it's like a long game we're going to be doing this for a long time together and we're going to be coming here and talking about it for as long as you guys I will come so. so I it's no surprise because I tweeted 7,000 times about this event because I was so <laughs> excited about it. Everyone's going to sing in a moment. So just know that that's part I'm of not, this I'm amazing not, no. day. <laughs> Jen Tepper will sing first. Um, it's a first. But you guys are no longer in high school. And although you could be. Uh, Alana. Uh, <laughs> although, little known fact, although it is much closer in your experience than it is to my experience at this point. We all fantasize about what it could be if we could go back in time. And theater and all sorts of arts are ways to express that wish in a way. Like if I could go back, if I could do it again, or fantasizing about future scenarios that haven't happened yet, right? It's all pretend one way or the other. I guess I wonder, I don't know if you guys are all familiar with Michael in the Bathroom. It's a particularly angsty song that expresses and even though Michael, played by George in the show, is in high school, I run to the bathroom now at grown-up events with some fake, like, I have to go to the bathroom, and I don't. But just to get away for a moment from my own social anxiety or not knowing, it never ends. Maybe we get more graceful, hopefully. And I spent 10 minutes in the bathroom alone at our wedding. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. Totally. I totally get it. That was the best 10 minutes of the wedding, wasn't it? <laughs> yes. I, exactly. love, I marry you, Alana. I'm always married to you, no matter what. This ring is not ownership. It's commitment and love and partnership. I'm so glad. It's live, but not live. Like, <laughs> it can be in it when you listen next week or not be in it. We don't know. What is it like to go back? Because I've seen you perform these roles with incredible passion, anguish, excitement, but it isn't now. So how is it to go back to high school every night in this play? Um, 
is pretty great. I mean, I'm the I'm a type of person that like uh, I don't I don't I don't wish I could redo any moment in my life. Like I feel like even the the darkest, creepiest, worst times of my life. Why did I say creepy? Like that <laughs> there, there was nothing really that creepy. That's just what the came murder. out of my mouth. Murder. The, all those murders <laughs> in the woods. Uh, Mother. Just like even those, even with those, those like those terrible moments that we all have and will have in the future, it's like I feel like all those things are such like such important pieces to a to the puzzle of like who we are. So I I I never feel like I I want to re reinvestigate my past. I fell in love with this play because there was this fun and like lighthearted way that that this message is being kind of shared with the audience in a way that it, it never felt preachy joe the joes were never jamming a message down someone's throat you really have to like pay attention and be present and 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 be a part of it to leave the theater having learned something i personally i, I love i love playing michael and i'm so excited because there's this really beautiful uh, kind of bringing back what, what Joe said earlier about like wanting to write things for actors who can really sink their teeth into something that they're not used to doing. There's like there's so much there's so much like light and fun for Michael, and then there's this turn that just happens where it's like the all of the lightness and the fun is because of his friendship with this with Jeremy, and once that friendship is gone. The, the lights burned out and it's taken out and so it's really what I loved about doing it and what I really look forward to doing again is experiencing this like full range of emotion and feeling to go from like the truest realest fullest happiness for this kid and then to experience like a deep the deepest despair for him as well in in the course of two and a half hours that is like what a satisfying part oh, right? yeah yes and like you know, it, that's like a rare thing, and uh, that's why that's why I think Joe is is the most incredible musical theater writer in New York City. Is because that's not just unique to be more chill. That's that's a very common thread through all of his work. It's thrilling as an actor. It's thrilling as a human, and to know that so many people have discovered this musical in such a weird way, in truly such a bizarre way and that they're excited to be a part of it and that it means something to them is uh, the best thing ever. Yeah. I'm, I'm like uh, on the verge of tears on a daily basis over it. <laughs> Truly, no exaggerations. I can he knows. You're a very weak man. I'm a very weak man. <laughs> I, I cry a lot. <laughs> Bruise is easy. <laughs> yes. Do you want to add to that? Oh, yeah. I'll say, um, unlike George, I, I like have a fantasy that I get to go back to high school for a year and relive it again <laughs> and see how it goes, which means that uh, playing Brooke is a blast exactly. because that I was not like a popular kid, so I think it's hysterical that I get to go on stage and kind of like be this girl who is for whatever reason. <laughs> um, but what is so fun is like, I feel like all the insecurity that I did have as a teenager also is in her in a huge way. So it feels like a cool kind of melding, like a different, I, I get to use what I experienced in high school, but like have fun playing it through like a different 
lens, I would say. So like I'm I'm having a blast. I think it's hysterical. Like I just think Brooke's really funny, which is great because I'm playing her. So <laughs> <laughs> so good me. Okay. Yeah. Wait, where did you grow up? I grew up in the suburbs of Chicago. Ah. Um, the mean streets of the, the suburbs The mean of streets of the North Shore suburbs of Chicago. Um, but my school was crazy. There were 1,000 kids per grade, um, 4,000 kids in the school, and they excelled at everything. It wasn't just one thing. It was every academic subject, every sport, everything. Um, and it was very uh, overwhelming. That's intimidating. Yes. Well, I don't know. How many of you here have, have seen numbers or listen to the to the cast recording right so you get it it's really special it's gonna live for a long time it's gonna be a song that for young people here you're gonna sing it when you're an adult you're gonna find yourself walking down the street and something will happen and you'll be like I love play rehearsal and you don't know why that just came to you but it will and that you're at the beginning of something, you're here before this is even opened and become sort of the anthem and soundtrack for millions of people is, I don't know, I feel lucky to be here today. Can you bring the house lights up a tiny bit? Is Zach here? That's great. Is it happening? Okay, so these guys are gonna sing and I realize that it will be really hard to wrangle them back for a Q&A, so I'm gonna take two questions. And that doesn't mean these guys are not available on social media. They're so interactive. They will answer and talk to you on the internet. But while we're here, before they sing, does anyone have a burning question that they want to ask? Okay, I'm actually going to go for someone that you might not expect is who I'm going to ask a question to. Jen, on social media, you refer to Peggy Olson as being a creative inspiration. Can you please explain what inspiration you take from her on a day-to-day -day basis? Truly my favorite question I have ever gotten in my life. I'm so glad we Rape opened it up. Um, oh my God, I love you. We have to talk after. So first of all, Mad Men's my favorite TV show of all time. I bullied Joe and Lauren into watching it, and now it's their favorite TV show of all time. Everyone, please watch Mad Men, as long as that's an age-appropriate choice for you. Um, <laughs> but when you do watch it, um, Peggy Olsen is like my favorite fictional character of all time that was not written by Joe Iconis or Sondheim. Um, and that's... She just rocks, and like the show is so amazing and shows this arc of this like professional woman who goes through a lot of stuff, and and like, again, like attacks it in a realistic way. So I guess I really like realistic characters. Um, but when you watch Mad Men, you'll understand because I do draw inspiration from her on a daily basis. Lauren and Joe, don't you love Mad Men? I, I, yes. I love Mad Men. Yes, huge yeah. fans, very inspired. Yeah. I'm a bully, I inspired Rich. That's me, I'm a bully. <laughs> Anybody else? Okay, yes. The question is, who do you ship in Be More Chill? Is that English? Is that a question? Yeah, will, will, you, will, you, will you explain what that is for people who don't know what that is? Because this, uh, this is a new thing that I've learned through the Be More Chill fair. I need you to come here. <laughs> Danny, nice to meet you. Because I want this on the podcast. Um, hello. So basically, shipping is when there's two typically fictional characters. It's creepy if it's real people. Um, and you ship two fictional characters together. And if you ship them, you want them to be in a relationship. And you think they'd be cute together. And also, George, I love your hat. Thank you. I love your everything. 
be very careful when you walk downstairs. There's steps right there. So go down, watch where you're going. Okay. So Nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> Nobody better take my answer. Don't take my answer. Well, you say just, the answer. Well, why don't then. you go first? You start. I have to think. Oh, my God. So people who only know the cast recording and haven't seen Be More Chill yet, you are in for such a treat. I won't spoil anything, but I'll just say there's a scene in the play where there all the characters are in the mall, and a lot of the characters play, um, like, characters you don't see them play throughout the rest of the show. And when you see Be More Chill, the characters that I ship are played by George Salazar and Gerard Canonico in the mall scene only. And keep an eye on them in the background during that scene, and you'll see some special treats. <laughs> I learned something today, <laughs> right? Like, we learned something yeah. today. Little known ships. Little, <laughs> these are little known ships that now, you know. A new, a new podcast. That's incredible. Okay, one more. Oh, sorry, no, everyone, who do you say? Oh, oh, oh. Jen, Joe. Brooke and Chloe. Mm. Ooh. Oh. oh, that would make Brooke so uh, happy. Uh, Jake and Rich, mm-hmm. for sure. Alana and George. <laughs> there was a whole email chain where Alana proposed to me. He I'm did CC'd something. on that. We're CC'd on it. You yeah. are. I'm very open. He did something so great, and I was like, there's only one choice. And, then, <laughs> and I was like, I have a husband. But when he hears how good you are as a person, he'll be totally fine with that. Yeah, he was fine with it. Another husband. <laughs> <laughs> totally fine. Dominic, say that you were fine. <laughs> Totally fine. Um, All right. So we are going to take two seconds. I'm going to say thank you right now for your extraordinary presence today. There is merch there to go to after the song portion of this evening. Shout out to Bailey. Bailey Ford. You'll see her at the Signature this summer. Um, And you can buy your shirts and CDs and pins, and these guys might sign them for you if you like line up after. For sure. And wait, who do you ship? I was going to say Mr. Reyes and the Hot Pocket. Oh! Best answer. All right, I ship me and Jen Tepper. I ship us too, Alana. (laughs) We're all actually in a five-way marriage on this stage. That's crazy. Yeah, we're all taking a a van back to the river. (laughs) To Utah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please cut that out. A van to the river? Oh, my God. I don't know what that means, but kids don't get into any van that is going to a river. You guys, thank you for spending this time with us. We're just going to move around on the stage a tiny bit. I also have to announce we have the most extraordinary thing happening today that may not as hap- may not have happened. Uh-oh. <laughs> she broke. I don't know if this has happened before. It certainly hasn't happened in my presence. But as a special treat for all of you, I've asked Mr. Joe Iconis, who doesn't perform in the show, if he might play and sing... Michael in the bathroom for us, um, which I thought would be an extraordinary treat to have the composer perform it for us. So that's happening. And then Lauren is going to sing an original song of hers. It's not from Be More Chill. I'm sorry. But <laughs> yeah, but remember I said she's the only girl who should ever sing anything ever from anything. Here we go. Here we go. And then George and Joe are going to sing a two-player game from the show together. And then we're going to say goodbye and thank you in a, in a meaningful way. Before we leave this part of it, is there anything anybody wants to say, husbands and wives of mine? Are we good? We're good. Thanks for having us. Oh, my God. Thank, thank you for being here. Thanks for coming. Thank you, guys. First? Yeah, is that okay? Yeah. Or, or I, I, it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. I just, I, I, I know. 
Yeah. All right, Joe. Just trying to keep it keep it fresh. Here we go, two-player game. <laughs> Apocalypse of the Damned! Level nine, the, the Cafetorium! Find the bad guy, push him aside, then move on board with your friend at your side. It's a two-player game, so when they make an attack, you know you got a brother gonna have your back. Then you stay on track, and I'll remain on course, and if they give you a smack, you got you use your force. And if you leave your brother behind, it's lame, because it's an effed up world, but it's a two-player game. Hey! video game that we were playing in the context of this song. Right. Oh, it's back. <laughs> because, because this is a podcast, Yeah. <clears throat> people who are listening at home will Not just be confused. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? They'll ask. Why is there so much silence? They'll wonder. Well, they should have been here, Joe. They should have been here. This will teach them. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I should have gone that time. <laughs> you know that you are my favorite person, but that doesn't mean that I can't still dream. Is it really true? I'm your favorite person. 
Never touch the piano ever again. I'm so sorry. Never. I keep doing that. It's not even my piano. It's subcultures, man. <sighs> We're never not going to be a team. Come back. I'm back. Because high school is shit. And you got to help me conquer it. It's just what we do. We make it a two-player game. Find the bad guy, push him aside. Then move on forward with your friend at your side. It's a two-player game, so when they make an attack, you know you got a brother gonna have you back. Then you stay on track, and I remain on course. And if they give you a smack, you gotta use your force. And if you leave your brother behind, it's late. It's an up top world, but it's a two-player game. Hey! Guys. Am I you wanna go? Yeah. Should Lauren go next? Oh yeah. 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 Yeah, sing okay. a song. Your little Break thing. it up. Oh great. Um, so as we said before, this uh, isn't from Be More Chill, it's an original song, but you know, if it helps, imagine Brooke like at a coffee shop on the weekends, like this is what she does. <laughs> <laughs> song called Moonshine. Mama said stay away from the moonshine. I said why? She said cuz. Mama said stay away from the moonshine. I said mama tell me what it does. And mama said stay away from the moonshine. Open my mouth. She said shoot. Mama said stay away from the moonshine. Didn't know why till I met you. Didn't know why till I met you. And now every small defense I brought is lying next to me on the ground. Well, you said some pretty words and you made me hot. Then you gave me a cup to cool down. Oh, I drank it fast, I drank it hard, I drank it till I dropped my guard. And Mama said, stay away from the moonshine. I said, why? She said, cause. Mama said, stay away from the moonshine. I said, Mama, tell me what it does. And Mama said, stay away from the moonshine. Open my mouth. She said, shoot. Mama said, stay away from the moonshine. Didn't know why till I met you. No, I didn't know why till I met you. Lying in St. Genevieve And the doctor's telling me to push Oh, just an hour ago I watched you leave You said take your time, babe There's no rush Oh, you said just one You said to wait Said you'd be back to celebrate Oh, oh, oh a newborn load. You and your moonshine never call. The tally grows longer on the wall. You and your moonshine quite the bear. The baby screams and it's not fair. You and your shine got off scot-free after you got the best of me. 
stay away from the moonshine. I said, sure. She said, good. Mama said, stay away from the moonshine. I said, wouldn't touch it if I could. And Mama said, stay away from the moonshine. She goes to sleep. I hit the broom. Cause Mama said, stay away from the moonshine. Didn't know why till I met you. No, I didn't know why till I met you. We need 27 more songs. Um, you can find them on YouTube. Yeah, where? Um, just, you know, look up Lauren Marcus. Got it. Um, watch a couple things that Joe wrote, because yeah. <laughs> they'll come up first. And, and then, then watch my songs. <laughs> All right, I think we're, are, are you up for it? Yeah, All for right. sure. I think we're going to um, have Joe take us out cool. for the night. Nice. And then we'll linger and say hi after, but Joe Iconis, thank you. Yo, thank you. Thanks, Thanks for having us. Lauren Marcus, Ken Tepper, and cool my husband, Sunday. George Salazar. Um, so yeah, so I'm, uh, I, I really, I don't really often sing this song in public. Uh, I don't even sing it in private, either. <laughs> um, it's been many years, so I'm going to do my best. Uh, the, the last time I, I sung this song, it was at a show over the summer. Uh, I did this like solo show. It was my first time in my whole life doing a solo show because normally I perform with like so many people, and uh, I was like feeling kind of like bummed about uh, you know like career stuff, and I and I was just like I'm just gonna do this show all by myself because I can and it can just be me and my piano and I don't need anybody else. I don't need anybody. And so like I did this show and I got like laryngitis before the show, and so then it was like a, a very hilarious like way of the universe being like you do need other people, you fool, because now you're doing a show by yourself and you. You can't sing or make any noise. Um, so I attempted to do this song there, and it didn't go very well. But uh, I'm gonna now. I'm gonna I'm gonna try it again here. Uh, and for anyone who doesn't know the song, there's a big party, and uh, George's character in the show, Michael, uh, his best friend Jeremy, has just been kind of a bastard to him, and so Michael is uh, hiding in the bathroom at this party. <coughs> It's time to leave 
chill and uh, enjoy your Sunday. Clouds can make the wind blow. If you want more information about my guests, go to the website, littleknownfactspodcast.com. I also wanted to tell you that there is now a new addition to the website. It is a button that says contributions. This podcast is a true labor of love, and I really, really want to keep doing it for a long time. So if you like listening as much as I love to do it, please feel free to contribute. It would mean the world to me. Also, on Twitter, you can find me at Alana Levine. Instagram is Little Known Facts Podcast, and on Facebook, Little Known Facts Podcast. You can also feel free to rate and review the show on the iTunes show page. This podcast is recorded at Hangar Studios in New York City. This episode was brought to you by Pro Media. Located in Times Square, Pro Media offers both production and post production services out of its beautiful studios in the heart of New York City. Pro Media Sound Vision. Find out more at promedia.nyc. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around, a watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom. And a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style, all for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast-free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.